Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. 3-2. Double drill deep to left field. Going back choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! What's up, guys? It is Tommy. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Uh, Our present to you guys is the best of Gap to Gap. I know that that on behalf of Jordan, on behalf of Seven, and Maddie P, who's just recently into the fold um, with us, I know we're so thankful so so grateful for all you guys listening so we didn't want to miss episodes here with the holidays coming up so we thought we'd give you guys a nice little treat and and a look back at what has made our show so much fun we've had so much fun bringing it to you and we hope that this is just the beginning of an awesome relationship with you the fans and with us uh just laughing joking having a great time you guys give us the easiest job in the world and it it we're so grateful for you guys so so without further ado Thank you very much. I'll be back with some ad reads. Catch you later. Here is the best of Gap to Gap. We first take a look back at the very beginning of Gap to Gap. The very first episode. The very first time you guys got to meet myself. You guys got to meet El Jefe. You guys got to meet Seven. And it's crazy looking back at these old episodes. Just how far we've come in terms of rhythm, chemistry, and just the overall feel of the podcast. So without further ado, here we go. Back to the beginning. The first intro on Gap to Gap. What is up? Welcome into Gap to Gap. This is the Breakdown Sports' baseball podcast. My name's Tommy Caroselli, and we're glad that you're joining us. Joining me is, well, firstly, El Jefe of the Breakdown Sports. It's Jordan Whitney, and we call him Seven. It's the real Seven Costanza. Gentlemen, I'm going to start with you, Jordan. What's going on, man? Not much, not much. Uh, excited to be recording. Big day today in baseball with basically every single team playing a night game tonight. So, a lot going on on the screens right now. Seven, how about you, man? How you doing? Good. A uh, lot happened, I feel like, uh, in the last like week or so in baseball. So, excited to talk about it with you guys. Uh, and I'm watching like four baseball games at the moment as well. So, a lot to get to and a lot to digest. You know, you hit the nail on the head, Jordan. It's that beautiful time of year, and especially a night like tonight where you get home from work and you can pop on the on the TV and there's just baseball everywhere. It's fantastic. So a little background for everybody. I'm from Cleveland. El Jefe is a Boston fan. Seven's a Yankees fan. So, I mean, luckily right now we're all towards the top of the standings, but that's where we're coming from. Uh, we're excited to bring this product to you and bring you a top-notch baseball podcast. We're going to start it off. The game score uh, for Edwin Jackson in that no-no was an 85. I don't, are you guys familiar with the game score stat? I am, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, it's a cool stat, but I don't know how he got an 85 with that. I, I know because it's a no-hitter, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, his whip must have been through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like. uh, his whip, I mean, 
actually just shy of one because he had eight wow. walks in nine innings. That's right. Okay, that's yeah, so no funny. hits. So yeah, Jesus. Jeez. Ugh. Yeah, that's it, that's a pathetic no hitter. Jeff Neiman in that same game went seven and a third, six hits, one run, two walks, and had a game score of sixty eight. <laughs> what? All right. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Game score is for the birds, in my opinion. I don't know how they calculate it, to be honest, but I see it every time. In my I can uh, go through it if you head. want. Uh, yeah, briefly, please, because I don't uh, know how deep we want to get into game score. <laughs> so you start at 50. You get one point for each out you get. So then for every inning, it's three. Uh, two points for each inning you complete after the fourth. One point uh, for each strikeout. You take away two points, subtract two points for each hit, four points for each earned run, two for an unearned, and one for a walk. This sounds like a game Ben Wyatt would make up in Parks and Recreation. This is <laughs> that is the dumbest algorithm I've ever heard. That's like the cones of Dunshire for fucking baseball. But good, good for game score. I'm glad According to game score, good one. According to game score, the most perfect game ever thrown wasn't a perfect game. It was uh. Oh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. Cubs, 21 strikeouts. Kerry Wood? Kerry Woods, Kerry 21. Wood, yeah. it, was that, it was that 21 strikeout game. That was the most perfect game according to game score. Of course. <laughs> it is great pace mm-hmm. uh, over a hit per game, which is something you love to see, uh, especially for a player who the Astros relied on so heavily when they made their championship run. I don't know why. And this is just the weirdest thing ever. I always thought that his name was Matt. What? Like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> George Matt doesn't matter. The guy's raking right now. So yeah, because I, I, I just knew I, I I would never call him by his first name. It was just Springer, Springer, Springer's tearing it up in in Houston. He's tearing it up here. He's hitting the cover off the ball. Always thought his name was Matt. And just so, like, looking at it on our rundown, George is just throwing me off right now. George He's likes so his good. chicken spicy. <laughs> Georgie <laughs> likes. Uh, I would like to just explain for the, to the listeners what happened. As Tommy started to speak, Brendan and I both had our microphones muted. As soon as he said his name was Matt, you saw us both fighting to bang on our unmute button. <laughs> yep. And that's Tommy's dumb take of the day. I'm sure there'll be more with this. <laughs> Long season, so yeah, I can expect more, I'm sure. And from there, we are off and running. We now fast forward to episode three, the rivalry. We're talking Yankees, Red Sox, and being with my two co-hosts and being the only one outside that Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, this was so much fun. And to hear them talk about an old man getting thrown to the ground, you know what? I'm going to stop. You guys listen to their take on the Don Zimmer and Pedro Martinez fiasco. Just give me one. What's your 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 one favorite moment of the rivalry? I think for me, Jordan probably agrees is the Don Zimmer and, and Pedro uh, altercation. So that actually happened on my birthday um, in 2003, I want to say. Um, but I remember watching. We were up in Vermont and... It was like, and that was great because that I like grew up when they hated each other, which was awesome. Um, so I got to see it in, in its glory years. But I just remember watching that game live and seeing all the cameras like flash to everyone, trying to get a good moment. And then of course Don Zimmer goes out, bull rushes Pedro Martinez, and Pedro throws him on the ground. And 
for me like that i'll never forget that moment just watching it and just how much animosity was between those two teams and it, it gave you a sense like because you hear red sox yankees is a bit of rivalry and it's kind of waned over the years but i mean man when when i saw that and i was just a kid but that was that really kind of showed you how much these two teams really hate each other and when they hate each other how good the content is for the viewers the sport in general uh, just everything about that was just was perfect for me to watch. Jordan, what's your go-to moment? Um, honestly, same thing. You cannot not love that. I mean, Brendan, uh, even as a Yankees fan, did you enjoy watching Zimmer get kind of tossed? Like, it was comical. It was comical. I, I, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it because it, clearly he was outmatched. He was an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Really, you didn't have Don Zimmer in the tail of the tape there. <laughs> but I, like, I didn't enjoy it watching an old man get thrown down. But I enjoyed it for the reason for just what this rivalry really is about. Because this is what people actually try to hype it up to be, and that was just that was perfect. It was on display. They absolutely fucking hated each other and that's what oh, we man. look for and that's what we've enjoyed and that's like kind of like the last few years it's been kind of dull uh up until you know tyler austin and joe kelly getting into it but yeah. that was that was stupid but you know yeah. the, that that was just that was that was the pinnacle of this rivalry for me uh just it seeing really this, was. this yeah just seeing a play out like that like because everyone expects the players like a pitcher and a batter to go at it. And of course we have some more on this list, but to see a fucking bench coach who is in his seventies storm, the team's best player at the time, who's not even playing that game. And, oh th- and that's, that's where the attention goes to. Like, that's perfect. That that's exactly oh, so what we good. want. Yeah. So, I mean, my favorite part of it, like it sucked that Don Zimmer was what? 70 years old or so and he like he did like the I've fallen and I can't get up where he's starting to lean forward and you can tell he had no balance and <laughs> yeah. grabs him by the face and just whoop you're on the ground now uh, but my favorite part of it was Don Zimmer stands up and he starts checking his head he's patting his built head as if he's expecting blood like dude you hit the grass no, nothing hard about that <laughs> hit you except for your ego and your belly. Like, your stomach took the majority of that blood. <laughs> and your uh, belly. Like, come on. But, yeah, him checking his head for blood is still, I can picture that. Uh- now, if you remember back this summer, we dove deep into the movie Screwball. Netflix documentary about the uh, biogenesis, Alex Rodriguez, Dr. Tony Bosch, and one of our favorite characters porter fisher we had the pleasure of interviewing him we had the pleasure of talking to him about dr tony bosch and his goings on in the biogenesis scandal and boy oh boy did he not disappoint check it out when i brought the stuff home and i'm like again he said something to me a long time ago when when i first met him and he said something he goes like oh yeah tony bosch i'm like okay yeah he goes where'd you go to school i go columbus and he goes yeah i went there too i'm like okay and he goes, do you know who I am? I'm like, no. <laughs> he goes, baseball? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, <laughs> he just said to me, he just fucking said to me, you went to Columbus, I went there too. So I'm thinking, okay, so this jack off was, was played baseball for the team. Okay, so I thought he played baseball for, for Columbus. But now that I had his files and we kept saying, oh, that's all I need, that's all I need. And he always seemed to be very interested in ESPN. He, when um, 
I, I'm not sure, uh, Melky Cabrera, when he got busted, he kept saying, looking at the screen, you know, and kind of like laughing and going, ah, uh, shaking his head, shaking his head. So I'm sitting there going, and I just turned around and Googled Anthony Bosch on Google. And lo and behold, the article came up from Miami Herald and mm -hmm. ESPN and New Times from when Manny and his dad got busted. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I didn't even yeah. know about that shit. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked at the articles, and the only real articles that kept coming up was the ones with ESPN and the ones with uh, uh, New Times. So I sent an email to ESPN saying, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about an article you did with Tony Bosch or something. I, I think I might have some concerns because I'm thinking to myself, I think the guys, because now I'm sitting there going, after seeing the article, I'm going RPO and I'm seeing these ball players, And I'm going, okay, I think this guy's doing the same fucking thing, right? So I call up ESPN and ESPN says to me, he goes, oh, we don't give out our, our, our information on our riders, so on and so forth. Please send your stuff to info. Mm -hmm. .com. Okay. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, I can't call FBI because I turned around and I looked that in the same articles where FBI was investigated Bosch before and dropped the case. And then I started, now I'm starting to think, I'm going, wait a minute, I've seen cops in there. All right, Coral Gables Police Department, I can't go to them now. Huh. And so I turned around and I emailed Tim Elfrink at the New Times. I said, hey, I yeah. think I gotta need to talk to you about something, so on and so forth. And I did under a, a different email, a, a, a totally different email, a totally different Yahoo account. Because again, I was sitting there going, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? And I turned around and I, uh, he turns on calls me and goes, yeah, I wanna talk to you. And so I, I bring, one of these days, I bring him to stuff and I'm looking at him. And then that's when he goes, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, so and so football isn't it legal. And he goes, Porter, this guy's not even a doctor. <laughs> and I was like, what? I go, the guy's not even a doctor. And the first thing I thought, I was like, motherfucker's sticking me with stuff and he's not a doctor? And then the very second thing I thought of, the very second thing I thought of was like, wait a minute, I just saw kids in there. What Shit. the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Some guy's injecting little kids with fucking whatever? Yeah. And he's not a doctor? Now watch, again, it, it, let's pretend you went to a dentist. And you went to a dentist and he filled a cavity. And he filled it okay, and it was good. It's fine. It's a good cavity. But then two days later, somebody walks in and goes, oh, hey, hey, Tommy, I just want to let you know, that guy that filled your cavity, yeah, yeah what about it? You, do you like it? Yeah, it feels great. He's a fucking mechanic down the street <laughs> at, at fucking Tire Plus. You'd be like, what? You pretended to be a mechanic? You had my mouth open? You filled me with cavity? What the fuck do you know about that? You'd be pissed. And so I was, I was like, wait a minute. So this guy's been doing this, and this guy doesn't even have any business doing this shit? And I'm going, okay, hold on a second. Somebody needs to do something here. So that's when I was going, Tim, whatever the fuck you need, I'll get it for you. And yeah. Tim's, and that's the thing. Nobody knew shit yet. Nobody knew shit yet. Bosch wasn't on to me. Ricky wasn't on to me. I, hadn't told, I haven't told him to go fuck himself yet. Um, so talking about doc Dr. Tony Bosch. Dr. Tony Bosch. On a scale, <laughs> I'm reading the rundown. One being Charlie Sheen, or one to Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah. I was gonna say one to Billy McFarlane, but oh, on that, yeah, go on ahead. The, on a scale of one to Billy McFarlane, how insane slash delusional is this guy? Uh, he's Charlie Sheen delusional. There, I can mark it. 
Uh, I couldn't really believe this. Like, it, especially through the first half of the documentary, when he's just recounting everything that happened while shit was really going good for him. Um, towards the back half, uh, I'd say really the last 40 minutes or so, you can see that he's like, you. it really weighed on him that he ended up getting caught and how it all went down and then the way it all ended. Um, but I think that through the whole first half, when he's kind of going through his... Sh- dick of his anti-aging clinic um repeatedly referring to it as anti-aging like dude we fucking know it's steroids like you were shooting dudes in the ass with hgh and testosterone some dude named oogie was making it in his <laughs> bathtub yeah oogie ugi yeah that's not your word uh yeah it uh, he, and he uh, a lot of the stuff didn't sit well with me um he's completely delusional G- choosing to go to medical school in central america because you know you couldn't meet american standards like what the fuck obviously that's someone who's not planning to do the right thing with their medical degree the other awesome guest that we had on this year was brian wilson uh you know him as at stadiums 10 10 stadiums and 10 days.com uh, he was just so great to talk to, such a refreshing conversation, and he had some interesting thoughts about his other, uh, let's call it, famous stadium adventurer, Marlins man. It was a question I was super excited to ask, and the answer couldn't have been better. And and really, Marlins man are the most notable guys that they come to mind for me <laughs> when I, I think of you know guys that travel different stadium to stadium. Yeah. Uh, who do you think would win in a fight, you or Marlins, man? <laughs> I, man, I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So, I, uh, you know, that guy, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I'd beat him in an arm wrestling match for sure. So. There we go. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be our headline. <laughs> and I don't know him, so y'all hopefully that's okay. 10 says he'll beat Marlins, man. <laughs> So let, let me ask you this then, as a follow-up to that. So sure. the Marlins band obviously has the Marlins gear. What's going to be your – so how can we point you out at a baseball game? Are you going to start wearing just breakdown gear if we send it to you? Yeah, you that's a good question. Hey, if you send I, – I am I am by no means a fashion plate. So if you send me clothes and they fit, I will wear them. Uh, so that's a for sure. Oh, that's a done deal. Um, that's a done deal. <laughs> I, I actually, it's <laughs> it's an interesting um, question because I'm you know I'm an A's fan, and so I, I have a lot of A's gear that I wear to A's games. Um, but I uh, there, and there's a couple. I think I'm gonna try to see the A's in Minnesota this year. So I'm like, well, I could I could pull that off, and I don't think Minnesota, you know, people in in Minneapolis, I don't think are gonna be super upset about that. Um, but, um, for the most part, I try to be, uh, like neutral and inconspicuous. Like I have a, I used to teach at uh, George Mason university and I, so I have a George Mason hat, which is like, okay, that's like not affiliated with any of these places that I go. Cause I don't, I don't really want to, I don't want to like be seen as sort of like a Homer for a particular team when I'm on a trip. Right. And I also don't, like I thought about before, I usually, like the only thing I buy when I go to a stadium is a, is one of those little pin, you know, like the commemorative pin for the stadium. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I can, I carry a backpack with me for 10 days. That's all I take. Um, and I, can, you know, it's like I'm not going to get a shirt at every stadium or a hat or whatever because I just don't have the room to do it because it's like I'm on and off planes and I'm in like the cheapest Airbnb or hotel or like a friend's couch or whatever that I can find and 
most of the time I want to be able to bring my backpack with me like actually into the stadium because I have my laptop with me and I want to be able to like do some writing while I'm there. Uh, so that gets a little tricky too. So I, I really, I pack light and I wear like the same kind of gross clothes for like a week in a row. The addition of Maddie P into this podcast was so cool because of the fact that like we weren't sure how you would gel. And then all of a sudden we're in episode 23 and we're making all these tits out for the boys jokes. And man, this was one of my favorite episodes we recorded and, and definitely one of the favorite things I've ever recorded, not just on Gap to Gap, but ever. So check it out. Isn't that crazy? Like, no, there's been not one team that can capitalize on home field advantage. There were tits flying in game five. Like, if I'm in, I'm sorry, but if I see boobies coming out, I'm trying to win that fucking game. How are you not motivated? Oh my I'd God. be so motivated. I would be hitting dingers. Like, this all is how day. we do at our home tits out. You know? Yeah, tits out. And tits you can't out. Win? Wrench out. You can't oh, wrench God. out. <laughs> tits out, wrench out. Go distance, Yabo. All right, counterpoint to all that. You could say that uh, the Nationals were distracted. <laughs> I mean, almost a home field disadvantage when you got that kind of uh, uh, distraction going on in the stands. You'd almost counterpoint think- to your counterpoint, though. She showed those calcium cannons <laughs> to Garrett Cole. So that should have been on the national side. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You'd almost think Houston would be the distracted team in this situation. Like, Washington, we're at home. We're used to this. Every game this tits out. This is nothing. But, <laughs> you know, apparently that wasn't the case. Oh, so. I love it. Um, all right, here, here's, the, here's the big question, I think, coming out of this. And we'll, we'll dive into it further later. <laughs> but if that's Justin Verlander, knowing that he's got Kate Upton to go home to, is it a different story? No, because the Julia Rose's nipples were like little Hershey kisses compared to Kate Upton's giant areolas. So I think that <laughs> would throw him for a fucking way to open this show. <laughs> <laughs> Verlander wouldn't be distracted. Not not by those. No way. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, so now back to baseball. Something that's so crazy about being a podcast host is you have so much time to fill, and especially in the offseason in a niche sport like baseball where it doesn't have always the most active of off seasons. So we had to come up with something. It was the Elimination Chamber, and boy, it has not disappointed. It's definitely been our most well-received segment, and, and we thank you guys for that, and, and we're glad that we're able to bring an entertaining product to you. But even I never thought it would get this contentious, and here's some of the best ones. I'll take next because I'm talking. So I'm going to go to Detroit. I don't like Tiger Stadium. I don't like how their pitching mound is set up. I hate the dimensions of it. Uh, going with not ever being filled, I've never seen it filled. So, yeah, just uh, get it off the list. So counterpoint, and it's, it's too late to, to, to keep it on, but I went to Detroit – uh, in 2016 to watch the Indians clinch uh, that game. And it's actually pretty nice to watch a ball game in there. Well, you also saw your team win. I did, but I'm saying even if the Indians would have lost, like other than being offered Coke for the first time in my life, uh, I, I had a very enjoyable experience. For at... a Pepsi ballpark, I'm surprised they offered you that. That's it for Gaff to Gaff. We'll see you uh, next week. <laughs> Maddie, that was good. That was good. Stuff, right? 
Thanks, man. Uh, that's a story. That that is a story I'll have to tell uh, on another pod though, because that was one of the more ex- ex- interesting experiences I've ever had at the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, we could dude, add that to a future podcast. I'd like to Ice dive cold into that Coca-Cola, story. baby. I'd like to yeah. dive into that story deeper. All right. We we will. I'll add it. I'll add it to the doc right now. Uh in the meantime, Maddie P, you're up. All right, top 3. Stomper, Dinger, and Lucille. This is a tough one. It is tough, dude. Fuck, am I up? Yes. I'm up. All right. I will get rid of Dinger. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tommy likes his dinosaurs. I, mean, I don't know. It's a dinosaur, so it just, you know, that's kind of going off the grid, right? Having a dinosaur in I'm, I'm, twe- I'm tweeting this, res- this, this clip to the Rockies, and, and they can deal with you, okay? No, because they found a <laughs> Triceratops fossil in Colorado. No, but the, the, yeah, exactly. And, and Dinger, Dinger is just an outstanding mascot. And yeah. Dinger's a great mascot. He made it to the final three. But here's the thing, dude. Stomper is fucking awesome. Is and he, though? Because that's Luce... who I'm knocking off. Oh, wow. Lucille. Right, but... <laughs> I would not have guessed Lucille would win this thing. I was, but... I was praying Lucille was going to win this. I love I like Lucille. Yeah. I think Stomper I so. Stomper's a cool mascot. And, and, and credit to Lucille. Because Lucille is a deserving second place. And, and, and even though... Luigi Francisco Seal will come out with the win in this one, but <laughs> neither Lucille or Stomper is Dinger. Wow. That's a good point. They're both not dinosaurs. <laughs> they are both That's both exactly. famously not dinosaurs. And wow. all right, coming from a college, coming from where my my all my alma mater just changed their uh, their mascot to the Triceratops. This one even holds larger in my heart. All right, before we continue with the best of, we got some bills to pay. And that means one thing and one thing only, SeatGeek. You need to check out SeatGeek. They are available in the Apple and Google Play Store, and you can use it for all your ticket-finding needs, whether it's music, theater, comedy, sports, all your favorite teams, all your favorite performers, they're on the SeatGeek app. You got to go and check it out right now. Use the promo code BREAKDOWN. Get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Find the best seat to go watch. I don't know. Go watch the Cavs. Go watch, let's see, uh, let's see, Jordan's over in Chi-Town. So go watch the Blackhawks. Actually, I'd love to go to a Blackhawks game right now. Um, but, yeah, use promo code BREAKDOWN. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. They have the interactive seat map that stands all the secondary markets and finds you the best deal on a scale of 1 to 10. 10's a good deal. 1's a bad deal. Green dots are good. Red dots are bad. You can take your pick of which uh, which style you like to go with. I'm a big uh, I'm a big numbers guy, so I go with the 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 deal score over the the red dots or the green dots. But it's your preference. Check it out, SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Promo code breakdown twenty bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code breakdown. That's B R K D W N. And now back to the best of episode eighteen brought forth one of my favorite running jokes in the show it brought the fact that seven is a culinary magician and that this guy just loves he loves his chicken spicy and his potatoes flipped and it forced me to improvise a little bit and it forced me to put the elevator music on and it's reared its head again but boy oh boy there is nothing like the original let's play bracket game 
Uh, right now, who do you have making the wild card game, and who do you got winning it? Right now, I got to take the potatoes out of the oven. We should get some nice transition music when I'm doing this, but uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to edit this out. You know, part of me doesn't want to edit this out. So, while I rant, I'm going to decide if I take this out or not. But I'm, I am leaving uh, the sweet, sweet sound of my voice in here. Uh, in case I decide not to edit it out and we just have some... Oh, you know what I'm going to do? And I'll put it underneath this. I'm going to put some elevator music underneath this, and you're just going to hear me, me uh, riffing while Seven gets his potatoes out of the oven. Um, and it's gonna, I, I, hope it, I hope the joke lands, because if it doesn't, it's going to be really stupid. Um, so I'll continue to riff here. Uh, quick scoreboard update, even though you're in the future. Uh, Mets on top of the Marlins, 7-0. Rays, I, Seven, do we leave that in there as, as a, as a behind-the-curtain joke? What? Sorry, I was taking the potatoes out. I was literally riffing the entire time and just saying, like, do I leave this in here and just put elevator music underneath it? I think you or... do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really think you do. Oh, I hope that joke lands, because if not, it's going to be really fucking stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> I have another ten minutes before I have to take them out again. I just have to turn the potatoes over, get a nice golden brown on them. Um, that's, that's the stuff that doesn't get you chopped. No, that's the stuff that the judges see that, and they're like, you know what? This kid fucking cares. He can record you... a podcast, and he can cook a fucking Michelin meal for me. I'm counting them a division winner. Cue the elevator music one more time. I'm going to take those potatoes out for the last time. All right. So I'll riff again. Yep, riff. Um, <laughs> uh, again, scoreboard update, In case, even though you're in the future. It's 8-2 Milwaukee. They're going to win that one. Uh, Minnesota and Detroit. Boy, I hope Detroit holds on to that one nothing game. Uh, that's in the seventh. Philly and Washington are in the fifth. That's one one. Chicago and Pittsburgh are two one in the fifth. Toronto and Baltimore two nothing in the fourth. Uh, Mets still on top of the Marlins at seven nothing in the third. There, fuck the Marlins. Uh, Tampa on top of the Yanks two nothing. Nice. Come on, Yankees. Nope. Nope, nope. We, we we talked about this on Twitter today. You're right, yeah. Go Yanks. What the yeah. hell am I saying? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sox, Red Sox and Rangers, Indians, White Sox, Braves and Roy, Royals just getting going top of one there. Um, but you're in the future, so you already know how those things ended up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're back. The potatoes, good? They look delicious. I can't wait to eat them after this. <laughs> <laughs> I might tweet out a picture of the potatoes. Oh, I, I, I need that. We need that. Do we tweet the picture out with the episode as the graphic? I think so. I think that's the timestamp this week. Yeah, I think it has and, to be. And we're going to send it to Jordan, and he's going to be so fucking confused. Yeah, what the fuck are potatoes doing on a baseball podcast? <laughs> Until then, I'll be enjoying my potatoes and watching the Yankees, hopefully, air quotes, come back against Tampa in Tampa. All right. In other words, come back, meaning you're just going to lay down and enjoy not having to play uh, Oakland. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, <laughs> honestly, maybe I'll throw an episode of Chopped on, get my fucking skills up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Got to get ready for that oh, opening basket. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just going to fucking sit, start sending you just lists of ingredients <laughs> like at random times throughout the day. Be like, what would you make now? Go. <laughs> Time me for fucking like 10 minutes. 
Yeah, this is a, it's a very unique Did situation. I, lose you guys? I can't remember the last time that For anything second, like this, maybe. you know, came to light. To this extent, at least. Wait, Matt, you still got me? Yeah, I got you. Do you have seven? No. Uh-oh. Well, we're going to figure out if you can pick up it to somebody <laughs> midstream here. Let's call seven and see what the fuck just happened. Yeah, it was weird. It's like we got struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Oh, yeah, I got, like, two me and Matt both, or I still have Matt, Matt still has me. You're out. Um, see if you can rejoin at, at the URL. Yeah, I'll try that right now. Okay. You should keep this. Keep this in? <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I'm just kidding. I, Add I, it to the blooper. No, I honestly, we uh, did it once, we did it once already when Seven had, uh, had to f go get potatoes out of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> That's so random. There is well, that, I wonder if they oh, were tater tots or like baked potatoes. So seven, are, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Give, give me one second. All right, so he's back, um, and I think I'm gonna keep this in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. So, but yes, so so seven. Refresh Matt and any new new listeners we have. The last time that we had an issue like this where we had a, a little uh, lull in the middle. Uh, what kind of potatoes were you cooking? Ooh, I was cooking roasted potatoes and I had rosemary, uh, olive oil, made okay. nice and crispy. And yeah, Tommy was riffing for a little while. I was being the iron chef, just running back and forth. So, you know, jack of all trades. I took stuff. you for a, I took you for a frozen bag of tater tots in the oven kind of guy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That, that hurts. You're talking. Wait. Right, I'm just so, fucking with you. Matt, Matt, I want you to just a little group experiment right now. Go on your phone and yep. go to Seven's Twitter page and read his bio out loud. Seven, I'm assuming you haven't changed your bio, right? No. Okay. So it's funny because that episode, I got a text the the morning after that episode went live, and my cousin texts me and goes, "Dude, I almost fell off my ladder when Seven went and got it." <laughs> I was laughing so hard I almost fell off my fucking ladder. So shout right. out Aaron. What do you want me to read? His bio. Head of baseball for the Breakdown. Co-host of Gap to Gap, presented by the Breakdown. Future chopped winner. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling you're telling a future chopped champion. That you thought he was a, a tater tots out of the fucking frozen section. All right, so section. time up. Seven, are you a chef? Um, in my free time. Are you really? No, I just like cook. I'm good at it. Oh, all right. I'm a no, future no. chopped winner. I was, I was, I don't know you that well, so I was really no, just curious. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, I if, appreciate it. I, if anyone on this on this show is a tater tots out of the frozen aisle kind of guy, it's <laughs> this guy right here. Oh, dude, I could live on. Uh, I love them too, dude. I love Totino's them too. pizza rolls, uh, bagel bites, bagel bites, microwave burritos. Uh, yeah, that's that's right up my alley. 
All right, last ad break, you guys. I promise this is it. Are you looking to gear up with some unique designs featuring your favorite teams, players, sayings, or movie references? Or maybe you're just trying to rep the breakdown in your hometown? Well, now you can with some of the coolest, most comfortable gear around, all while supporting local artists with TeePublic. TeePublic is an internet store featuring tons of shirt designs that you can put on different types of t-shirts, hoodies, sweaters, three-quarter sleeves, swag out your dog in the new dog tee. Use our URL, bit.ly slash the breakdown store. That's the BRKDWN store and use that so they know we sent you. All sales will benefit the creating artist if you and if you use our link, we get a small portion of the profit as well. That's bit.ly slash the breakdown store. Check it out. Gear up with some uh, some late holiday gifts for all your loved ones because you know who doesn't love uh, let's see week shipping. Who doesn't love a January second type of gift? I know I could use one. You should use one too and use it at bit.ly slash the breakdown store. We closed the best of episode on a fun discussion from early in the show with me, Seven, and Jordan. And it's on the craziness of baseball. What makes baseball so unique is the uniqueness of it all. And with that comes unique injuries. And so a little bit of a lengthy discussion to end on. But we want to thank you guys so much for listening to Gap to Gap in 2019. 2020 is going to be great. We have great content ready for you guys. And again, from the bottom of our hearts, from everyone here at The Breakdown, uh, for for Seven, for Maddie P, for Jordan, uh, like I said, for everybody involved with The Breakdown Sports, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to Gap to Gap from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, Thrive, Thrive Fantasy, T Public, and Seat Geek. As always, we want to thank you guys so, so much. Extend the Box Score is in there as well. They've been great. All our sponsors are great. All you guys are great. Here's two awesome 2019 thank you for listening to the best of episode here's our discussion on crazy baseball injuries all right moving on our story of the week and it's kind of in the story of the year is just the wild injuries um and we asked all you listeners and fans of the breakdown sports to send in yours but we're going to lead with the one that, that sent us here and that's carlos correa fracturing a rib getting a deep tissue massage i we talked about, was he just working from home? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, when I saw this break, like the headline, and I saw he had a fractured rib, I was like, oh, that sucks, you know, he's out for a while. And then I read how, or allegedly how. <laughs> um, I, first of all, no one's buying this, right? No. Okay. No. So we're all on the same page. Um, yeah. My whole thought was, unless you're getting rubbed down by the fucking Incredible Hulk, there's no way that a masseuse would snap your rib. Because that's how he said it had, it snapped. Like, he might be made of glass then. But his uh, his lovely fiancé and him... This is the weirdest part for me. They, they released a video on her YouTube channel to, I guess, kind of like quell all the rumors or speculation around this injury... And it was like, it reminded me of that South Park episode when Gerald Broplowski st- can't stop like sniffing cat piss and he like, his wife is standing there next to him on the podium, like to assure everyone, like, it's all right. Like he's fine. Like that's the vibe I got from this. It was almost so, it was so forced and so fake. And she's looking at him like, don't spill the beans, Carlos. They're waiting for you to fuck up here. And he was just like reading off a teleprompter. It was the most cringeworthy, like I, weird video i've seen all year um so yeah there's no fucking way that a masseuse broke his rib 
So, yeah, I'm going with that Carlos Correa was slash working from home or uh, she wasn't a professional masseuse. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Professional and something else. <laughs> Yeah, I was say is, is that is her official title masseuse? Is that what you're getting at here? <laughs> yes, I think if you were to look this uh, this woman up in the phone book, it would be labeled under a masseuse. But uh, she's somewhere in the back pages for a reason. So let's just say, Carlos, I'm on to you, buddy. No amount of fucking YouTube videos is gonna change that. See, you thought of the uh, the South Park episode. I thought of that episode of. How I Met Your Mother when uh, Barney's trying to get to 200 <laughs> and he has to have sex with the the, <laughs> the, the bodybuilder. Yes. And I just thought that that too must have been massaged him. Oh my god, no, like Napoleon Dynamite with uh, the fucking guy's wife, Starla, who's like, he's jacked beyond belief. Oh my god. Break the wrist and walk away. Oh my god. Break the rib and walk away in this case. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Alright, we got a, a plethora of responses from you listeners, and, and we thank you for them. And you can always tweet us at the Breakdown Sports at Real Seven Costanza at Gordon Von Dunham and at T Carouselli Eight. Uh, but you guys want to go round round in a circle here and and t- uh, go through our favorite injuries? Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a plan. Absolutely. Let me kick it off. Um, I'm going to start with Aaron Sanchez. Um, Someone had brought this up to me. It was actually AJ from the breakdown. He brings it up to me. He goes, you got to look into Aaron Sanchez's finger injuries. I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? He's like, he just went on the DL again. So I had seen that he went down this week, uh, or last week actually, with some type of blister on his middle finger. Okay, Happens to pitchers once in a blue moon, right? No, not Aaron Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez has had six middle finger injuries within the last three seasons four of which were blisters one was a cut and the other uh i can't remember what they were calling it but basically he pulled a muscle in his middle finger i'm not sure sure what he's doing with his middle fingers he's working he's from pulling home. muscles yeah exactly but, and then someone ended up tweeting out a graphic, an account that we follow, and it was from the Toronto's regional network, whatever channel they play on locally, and it was all of his finger injuries over the past, like, three or four seasons. It was hysterical. Uh, Brendan, you want to take one? Yeah, sure. So, uh, one that came across uh, my view today before we recorded, uh, <laughs> Java Chamberlain. So, this, I mean... I don't want to make light of it because apparently this, this was pretty serious. I'm making light of it already. I can't fucking say this without laughing. But uh, apparently this was pretty serious. Uh, for those of you who might remember, uh, Jabba Chamberlain was being a good dad in the offseason, playing with this kid on a trampoline. And I want to say it was like Nebraska or o- Oklahoma where he's from. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere. And what happened was uh, they were roughhousing and things got out of hand. And daddy came crashing down and broke his ankle or tore it up but as as bad as that was because that was a bad injury to begin with i guess that some sources on the yankees said at the time that they feared for java's life because he was losing so much blood from the trampoline so when i read this i was like almost astounded just thinking like this man could have died from jumping on a fucking kid's toy so there was that um another yankee injury that I, th- I think happened not too too far after uh, Brian Cashman, the GM, broke his leg skydiving. 
So, uh, yeah, there was a, a time where crazy injuries were plaguing the New York Yankees, um, but none worse than that Chamberlain one. Apparently, it was uh, life-threatening playing with a kid's toy. So that was uh, that was my, my big one that I wanted to get off. All right, I'll go next. Uh, staying with the being a good dad, Ian Stewart in 2014 uh, missed a couple spring training games because he broke his nose putting his daughter to, pe- to bed. Apparently... <laughs> Apparently he put her down in bed and then she headbutted him. <laughs> Whoa! And and he goes, I heard a crack, felt blood, and knew it wasn't good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the Jordan, fuck? Jordan, your turn. Yeah, uh, one that we got from one of our followers on Twitter. Uh, she said, "So I'm a chick. So when I was nine or ten, I was playing left field in a softball game." I freaked the fuck out when a ball was actually hit my way. I remember putting my glove up, but I closed my eyes. Next thing I know, the softball hit me square in the left eye, and I had a black eye for weeks. I'm sure a lot of us who have played ball have gotten hit in the face with the ball at one time, but never squarely in the eye. Like I would often get it like off my lip or like my chin, if yeah. it, especially when I was younger, if it went off the top of my glove or I was just a blind motherfucker and I couldn't actually uh, see anything, especially outfield. God, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but never right in the eyes. Any of you guys have any like that happen to you personally? Um, yeah, I took a grounder like off the chin and like split my lip open. And I want to say I was in like third or fourth grade when that happened. That one actually, that hurt like hell. I remember. Um, and I was taking like, we were taking grounders before the game, and that happened. So, yeah, clearly I wasn't uh, on my way to my best game. So, but that was the most painful, uh, like, facial injury I got in baseball. Uh, my sister will kill me for telling this story on pod, but she was playing, she was warming up for a softball game uh, when she was, like, 13 years old, and she was just playing catch, playing catch, and somebody goes, hey, Kristen, she turns her face, throw comes in, gets her square in the nose and breaks it. <laughs> nice. Me and my dad had just just like sat down in our lawn chairs. My dad had cracked open his first beers and like, nope, here we go to the hospital. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the worst. All right, seven, That's you're up. Yeah, there's uh there's a few here we can go through. Um, oh my god, we gotta talk about uh, the greatest of all time, maybe in some in someone's opinion, a few people's opinion, I'm sure, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, so he was known for a bunch of nagging injuries in the later stages of his career, um, but many might not know when he was still with the Mariners uh, before a game. And I think we've all been there, boys, but sometimes you put your cup on uh, a little awkwardly. Well, uh, Griffey, when he was putting his cup on, he uh, he pinched his plums a little bit, uh, <laughs> clipped his B-sack, and apparently it was painful enough for him to miss the game. Uh, it didn't require any like lengthy stay on the DL at the time, but yeah, it was that. That was when I I was like, wow, really? Like Ken Griffey Jr. like missed a game because he clipped his nutsacks. But yeah, so that was uh, that was a weird one to read, but for sure that was one I had to mention. That's such a gem. Uh, <laughs> pun not intended there. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh shoot, I just had one that I that's not in our uh, not in our rundown that I was going to surprise you guys with. Uh, in 2011, Indians then rookie Jason Kipnis strains his hamstring while stretching his hamstrings. <laughs> of course. What? Yeah. He was. He must Logically. have been tighter than a drum. <laughs> like, 
dude, Jason, like, have you never fucking touched your toes before? Like, how does that happen? I can, I can only imagine, I can only imagine just like, you're like, it's it's literally like they rip your pants, but instead it's rip your hamstring. You're just like, uh, (laughs) oh, there it goes. Oh, and it's gone. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) And DL. Oh, Uh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This actually, this one actually was the one I was going to say. And it came to us from, uh, at Bilthy underscore, good friend of mine, Bill, Billy Kelly. Um, Steven Strasburg in 2012 missed a couple days after a prank from a teammate's, uh, with Icy Hot in his jockstrap. Oh, no. Sticking that with the like McNuggets cruel. theme. Sticking yeah, with the McNuggets I... theme. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, one that we had gotten from uh, someone else in the Toronto crew at the breakdown uh, brought light to Russell Martin, which I don't know how I hadn't have heard this before. I guess Russell Martin, uh, big fan of saunas, uh, was in the sauna <laughs> before he was planning to go take a shower. So he's in the sauna. He said he was sitting there for a while, and he wasn't feeling very well when he went to get out. So he wanted to take it slow. He didn't want to hop right into the shower. He said (laughs) next thing he knew, he was laying on the ground. He said he had somehow, like, struck himself with the wand of the shower uh, and (laughs) injured his knee and ended up missing, like, a week's worth of games because of a slip and fall in the sauna slash shower slash he passed out. While we're talking um, shower, do we want to uh, talk about Blake Snell? This was this year. I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to say. That's uh, another shower injury that's recent with Blake Snell, who definitely wasn't moving something. Uh, he was moving something, but... Uh, moving some hip. Yeah, he was moving some hip, working from home in the shower. <laughs> um, I, I, there's no fucking way that guy was moving furniture. We should just put that one out there. Yeah. Um, I, he's he's fine. He's no worse for the wear now. He's he's back and he's pitching like the Cy Young he was last year. So, um, but yeah, I gotta mention that there's been two shower injuries uh, in recent memory now. That's so good. But <laughs> sticking with um, sticking with the sauna theme, like that whole theme of uh, I guess just self care. That's not really self care, but um, <laughs> when we think of like Marty Cordova when he <laughs> he fell asleep in a fucking tanning bed. And it, his skin was um, damaged so bad that the doctor recommended that he does not, he he can't, he couldn't play in day games because <laughs> a, after a certain hour the sun would be too much for him. So they had to only play him in night games because he fell asleep <laughs> in a fucking tanning bed. Poor so, Marty. Yeah, that's so, that's a tough one. So do you think that in that situation he was like, it was like a seven oh five start and he had to like come in in the fourth after the sun went down or. Yeah, it must have been something like that, like, <laughs> middle of the game, like, or, yeah, just if they have, like, a, a four or six o'clock, like, start or something like that where the sun's still out in late summer and Cordova's just sitting on the bench, like, ah, oh, you can't put him in yet, the sun's still out, we gotta wait. He probably showed up looking so bronzed and, like, orange that, just, like, no one knew what to do with him. He's going up to Mike Hargrove, who was the manager in 02 when it happened, and he's like, yeah, Skip. <laughs> Sun's still up. Can't come in yet. Wait. <laughs> wait. Okay, it's officially sunset. Give me a bat. <laughs> yep. His day-night splits were incredible that year. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Most right. bizarre thing, he had no day starts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, sticking with sleep, 
uh, we can't talk bizarre <laughs> injuries without Glenn Allen Hill. Oh, the the God. then Blue Jays outfielder fell out of bed and crashed into a glass table while having that he was having a nightmare that he was covered in spiders. Yep. <laughs> His then manager uh, said, "Yeah, sure you did." <laughs> yep. No, nah, that was a, that's a tough one, man. Like, I, I don't know. If, I'm not a sleepwalker, but I, I'm sure some people out there are. But I used to be. That's gotta be a tough. Oh, really? Yeah. So, did you ever have dreams of spiders chasing you and you fell through a glass table? No, I when I was young, I would, I would, I'd just like my I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and like my mom would be like, "Do you remember being in the kitchen last night like climbing on a chair?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Well, you and Glenn Allen Hill have something in common then. Uh, no glass Except tables for, the whole for night. me. Yeah, no <laughs> night terrors and no spiders, but I guess you're both uh sleep deprived. <laughs> So, my last one uh, is our journeyman, Steve Sparks. Uh, Being a Boston fan, I'm obviously a little fond of the knuckleballer. However, this knuckleballer, dumbass. Steve Sparks, (laughs) wow. It was one of his first years in the league. Uh, Said it happened in 94, so it possibly could have even been like rookie season or second year in the league. He tried to rip a phone book in half, and he dislocated his shoulder. What a fucking idiot. If I were... He was on the Brewers at the time. If I were the Brewers, great. Yep, you're gone. Fuck that. Yeah, thanks for coming, kid. If you're honestly trying to rip phone books in half and (laughs) not realizing the consequences that can come from doing that, take a hike. Oh, my God. You figure that that 95 Brewers theme, you think you just turned to John Jaha and was just like, hey, check this out. (laughs) Yeah, ripping a phone, like, that's such a flex, too. Like, just thinking, like, I can do this. And then, nope, your shoulder just fucking pops. Like, <laughs> no, you, you can't. You got all the way to M in the phone book before you realize that you couldn't do it. M for massage? Like, was it... M for massage. <laughs> yep. Was he trying to get a fucking happy hour deal at a North Florida bar? I don't get it. Who, <laughs> Sparks or Korea? <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Korea was looking for a happy hour, but not like that. (laughs) Happy three minutes. Yeah, happy three minutes. Got the number from Bob Kraft on that one. Jesus. (laughs) Seven, you got any to wrap things up? Uh, No, there's been, I mean, a couple more real real quick with, um, I don't know if baseball, for some reason, uh, don't sneeze if you're in baseball because... um, Sammy Sosa cracked a rib sneezing, um, which was bad enough. And then Kevin Pillar recently also, uh, he strained his oblique, which actually might might have kept him out longer than Sosa uh, when he strained his oblique. It was like a severe oblique strain, uh, but he did that sneezing as well. So uh, if you have to sneeze, make sure it's not on game day, I guess, and you should be fine. <laughs> Stay away from sneezing.